0: We're know.
1: queer and we're, we're here. and we're here.
0: to make mess. So for those of y'all who've been tuning in and tuning out, no. no. So for those of y'all who have been tuning in, no. I said have been. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Red
1: fish, blue fish. Red fish, blue. <laughs>
0: For those of y'all who have been tuning in for the first time, this is the Queer Entanglements Podcast, the podcast that unpacks the mess behind the messy. Hang with us every episode as we entangle relationships, friendships, and sex under a queer lens. So I'm Lawrence Anthony. I'm Allie. And this has truly been a labor of love for us. Like We have been filming these... This podcast since the beginning of of the year, and we're really excited to launch this for you guys. This is going to be a podcast that really gets the thought behind the thoughtful discourse.
1: I am super excited that we now are able to to move forward with this. Um, It's something that we're both super excited about. A lot of hard work that has gone into this, and now... We finally seeing things start
0: to come to fruition. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about what this podcast is about. You know, queer entanglements. What's that like? What, do we, what, what is an entanglement? Like, what is all these different all these different terms? Um, but we just want to give an intro to us for those of you who are tuning in that know us, and for those that don't, you know, we we are welcoming everyone into this safe space into this podcast. So I'm like I mentioned, I'm Lawrence Anthony. I, uh... Tell us I, a little bit about you. Yeah, so I've, I've worked six years in, like, the advertising and media space. I'm going back to school for my master's yes, degree. get that master's. Um, I've, I've dabbled here and there in, in makeup. Like, I just... I feel like I am just exploring all of my passions right now, especially right now that we're in this crisis of a, of a quarantine yes. pandemic situation. Um, and I'm just, like, trying to shoot my shot at everything. Yeah. So, I'm just a never-ending work in progress. Um, and yeah, that's just a little about me. You guys will get to know me. And, of course, Ali, she's going to intro herself right now. But as as you guys listen, and again, tune in, you will know who we are. Yes,
1: definitely. Um, a little bit about me. Um, originally from the Bronx, from the BX. Oh, from the Bronx, yeah, BX. same here. From the BX. Bogey down. Mm-hmm. Um... I guess a little bit about me would be I'm just like a little I dab in dabble in everything. Mm-hmm. Just like you yeah, I dabble mm-hmm. in a little bit of everything. Um very much a creative mind. So I've been working in social work um oh. for a little while, which has been great.
0: Okay. Found my passion. You're gonna diagnose this <laughs> in this in these episodes? Well,
1: you got to pay me to diagnose now. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> but um, maybe
0: maybe some free counseling.
1: You know. You know, a little something, something. A a listening ear.
0: You might get us in our bag a little bit. Right, for sure. I'm Mm -hmm. going
1: to definitely make y'all rethink a couple of things. Okay. Yeah. Um, But in addition to social work, as far as, like, um, personally, Mm -hmm. I like to dabble in modeling. I like to dabble in acting. Um, When I'm in the shower, I like to sing. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Um, um, but one of my more recent, I guess, endeavors, oh. I am working on publishing my children's book mm-hmm. that I actually created for my my master's exit project. Mm-hmm. So I'm super excited about that. Definitely stay tuned.
0: Stay tuned. Yes, for that. yes, yes. Um, awesome. Yes. Yeah, and,
1: and, and one thing I definitely want, I'm very excited to share this mm-hmm. with folks is how we got to this moment yes, how did yes we
0: how did we get to this podcast how do we get to this podcast you know it's it's so funny um because you know back backstory like me and Ali have been friends for like since third third grade or I think it was sixth or six sixth, sixth grade. grade okay so definitely 15 plus years at this point how many yeah. of y'all have been friends for 15 years? With your friends, like, like just to have that, that like, that um, foundation yeah. in place. It's just wild to me. Every time I think about it, it's like, damn, like, you're my longest friend. And I, and I think for a for podcast especially, it's so important to have, like, that chemistry there. And yes. I feel like you and I, like, we may not see each other all the time, but we always have, like, a certain chemistry when we're around each other. And that's something that I always feel like it's so important to have that, especially in a podcast. So, um, so what was it? I had reached out to you, like, well, when did I, it was a few months ago. I
1: think, yeah,
0: it was like a few months
1: ago you reached out to Mm me, and I I know at the time you and I, we hadn't heard from each other in like a little while, Mm -hmm. so it was almost like a re reconnecting kind of thing, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like you reached out to me and you were like, hey, I have this project. That Mm -hmm. I'm super passionate about, and, you know, I I really, you know, want to know if you'd be interested in doing it. And, you know, I was looking through everything, and I was so amazed at how much thought you had already put into it, like, in advance. Mm -hmm. Um, So, for me, on top of it being kind of fleshed out a little bit, it also is talking about relevant and necessary and needed things. Yeah. Right? The, the, the purpose of this is to really have an inclusive space. Right, so right. So that, for me, was enough to, to get me on board. Okay, yeah. And,
0: <laughs> I, and I think, you know, the reason why we call this the, the Queer Entanglements Podcast and it, and it gets to the mess behind the messy, is not it's not in a sense that we're trying to be messy with other people. It's because there are, there are topics that we're going to explore that are really important to both of us. And I think we, each of us have interesting perspectives as someone who identifies as queer as someone who is puerto rican latinx and and for you who identifies as Um,
1: lesbian even though i normally don't use that word i just say gay Mm, um and yeah lesbian and jamaican as well like,
0: like i feel like like it's you rarely see the dynamic between gays and lesbians in pop culture or like in in queer spaces mm-hmm. almost kind of like we're separated mm-hmm. and I never really understood that and i felt like i mean queer stories still need to be told there is plenty of yeah. space in the media for our stories that need to be told because because we come not to, no pun intended but we come honestly in different shades of the rainbow and mm-hmm. it's just like the dynamic between between men and women in the queer community, I feel like there still needs to be more of an exploration around that. Absolutely. And so what well, we're we wanna get into these into different topics that are discussed kind of like in the kitchen table or behind closed doors, but really kind of yeah. normalize it, bring it to light things like um, open relationships and monogamy and polyamory, things like um code switching in the yes. office. Um That's- from being someone who's queer and a person of color, yes. um queer sex, obviously, queer relationships, and then this episode we're gonna be talking about queer friendships because obviously Ali and I, like I like we said, we've been friends for a long time a long time um and and queer friendship is something like again, it needs to be discussed because it's a lot of complexity when it comes to that That's- um. And then one thing I want I want to mention too because, you know, like like we had said, we're we've been in quarantine pandemic right now, and I think a lot of us are really, it, it's just, it's a very trying time because some of us are kind of like you know depressed, and I've gone through my depression through this podcast, uh, through this pandemic as well, but some of us have just kind of, like, stayed in that, and some of us have thought of, like, ideas to how to evolve into the next chapter of our lives. Like, Like, open
1: strategies.
0: Exactly. And so this is also just something that I wanted to do because, like, I've never had a creative outlet, and I've always wanted to share it with someone that I was really close with. Um, And there are a lot of podcasts out there that cater to the queer community, Um, shout out to the Hymn podcast, shout out to The Read. I know like not everyone in The Read is queer, but like just shout out to The Read and shout out to Food for Thought. Um, You know, those Mm -hmm. are some podcasts that I have heard of or I've heard episodes from, but just to kind of like pay that homage that those podcasts already exist and we're just adding to to those platforms. Yes, 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 yes. Um, I'm very
1: passionate about this particular project just for the simple fact of we can never have enough spaces enough yeah. safe spaces there are so many lgbtq identified folks who are going through different things positive negative everything in between and having another inclusive space to talk about life as an lgbtq identified person LGBTQ plus, sorry. Yes. Um. That that is incredible. We we can't. There's never going to be a time where we don't where we have too many creative spaces and too many inclusive spaces. So that's another reason why I'm super passionate about pushing this out and like really connecting with you all. Yes. Um, connecting with you about things Mm because even though we've been best friends for so long, we. There's so many things that we don't yeah, know we've about. We've lived this, different so. lives yeah. and different experiences.
0: Yeah. And that's something that we, we need to celebrate all in each other is that we don't all think the same way. We don't all live the same life. We don't all like show present ourselves in the world the same. And you know, we're as a community, mm-hmm. we're like we're not conforming to heteronormative like beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so the hetero is like, y'all need to just sit back and watch and learn, please. Yes.
1: Say, notes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> um. Mm-hmm.
1: But um. But yeah. So we can get in. A, a, well, actually, before we get into, because I'm very. I just wanna. I just wanna get into like our topic today, and because we're talking about friendships
0: and um. You wanna go to this one? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. I'm yeah, about yeah. <laughs> to, to edit that out. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> um,
1: before, so let me take it back i to edit that out. (laughs) I am very excited to get into this episode. Uh, But before we get into it, I want to definitely set y'all up with our disclaimer. This is something I want to make sure that everybody here with us is here to stay, and they understand how this works. We are always going to put um, sort of like a reminder to make sure that when you come to our space our space not ours Mm -hmm. um that you come with the right state of mind right so we want to make sure that everyone always is on the same page with us and knows that we don't think that we're experts in anything not how to be gay not how to be a lesbian not how to be a black and gay at the same time we are only experts of our own lived experiences our own truths And that, those are some of the things that we want to share with you guys. We don't, you know, we want to make sure that y'all understand. We don't think we're experts in your life at all, um, Mm -hmm. but only of ours. And we want to just invite you. If you hear or see something that kind of felt funny to you or something like that, please DM us. Yes. We we love to. DM us.
0: Leave a a comment below at Queer Entanglements on social media. Or on our YouTube channel. Yes. where this will be posted. That's right. That's right. That's <laughs> no, right. no, for sure. But so we encourage that. Like we said, we encourage that discourse. And and I love how you mentioned. Like this is a, an inclusive space for all of us. It's not just me and Allie just talking at y'all. This is like we're we're learning, and you guys are learning. We're all learning together. Yes. So. Yes. Yes. Um, because the more you stay plugged in, the messier it will get. Um, and so the way our episodes are gonna be structured, like we're gonna try to be keep it like cheap uh light and, and cheerful and airy in the beginning. You know what? We'll, we'll ask some questions that are related to the topic that are more fun and then like I said, as you tune in, it gets a little bit more messy and more complex and we're gonna untangle all of those little like sub sub issues that come with um, for example, this episode being about queer friendship. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so before we, we we get into the friendship part, just wanna we just wanna have a casual conversation. What have what have you been up to this week or this month, Allie? That is that you hmm. think our audience wants to to know whether it's something you watched, something you did, what did, what did you do? Got you
1: this past week, um I would say this past week I got a little bit into like Bridgerton. Okay. What's Bridgerton? It's like this new, newly released. I think within the last couple of months. I can't remember exactly when it was released, uh-huh. but recently. Oh, yeah. Um, and it's about a lot of things, but it takes place in England. Oh. Also, like
0: Great Britain.
1: Right. Um, oh. I don't know, like the time period, but you know, Victorian era the
0: colonization <laughs>
1: of it all. <laughs> Elizabethan era.
0: Oh Lord. <laughs> As a Um, British woman, right?
1: (laughs) But I'm 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 especially excited about the show, and I really Mm. like it. Um, number one because my dad is from England, so I'm like, yay! Okay. Um, and then also because there's a lot of black main characters. Mm. That's what I really am
0: excited about. Interesting. So on Netflix, right? Yes. Okay. (laughs) Nice. I've also been watching this show on Netflix called bonding. bonding. So, what what would you think that show is about? Like, if you if I just told you what's the title, what what do you think it's about?
1: It makes me think of two things: chemical bonding,
0: mm-hmm. like
1: physics and sh- or chemistry, mm-hmm. and then also bonding, like oh. right.
0: <laughs> it's not, what? not a dude. <laughs> It's um what? It's it's a show about. Bondage oh. and BDSM. Oh and like, okay. like a Like artwork. fetish play. Like, yes, yes. It's a show. It's like every episode is 15 minutes. It's not a it's oh. not a new show, but the new season just got released on Netflix. So I think like I watched it when I was on a date with a guy, y'all. <laughs> Basically, and um, you know, I'm really, as you guys will see in each episode. I'm very sex positive. I like watching shows about sex positivity and and bonding. It's like a it's like a dark comedy. Um, okay. That basically is a dominatrix who's getting her master's degree, and like she recruits her gay male friends to be her her security guard. I she's think like, I saw the trailer. She, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> As she's like kind of going on these missions of like fulfilling these the her um, clients' fantasies uh-huh. being a dominatrix, and I think it's it's an interesting show. I only saw two episodes. It's only fifteen minutes, so definitely you could eat like a little snack when you watch it. It's real. It's real quick to watch, but um, I just wish that it had more of a diverse cast. I just felt like it felt very white, um, and also I felt like it. it, it it came across, there were corny scenes, like, mm. especially with her in school or her professors. Like, it felt like very high school, but she's getting her master's degree. Like, I feel like they could have oh, okay. Elevated. Like, some
1: disconnection. With-
0: yeah. I feel like, I, I like the premise of the show a lot, and I like the, the dynamic between her and her friend, but I felt like it could have been elevated a little bit more because it's such an interesting topic. Um, being a dominatrix by day and a master's yes. st- or dominators by night and a master's degree student by day is yes. so interesting. Um, so yeah, so I, I've been watching that. Um, you, when did it get released? Is that I don't, I, some like new, a few, or? yeah, it's new. The second season was newly released, but but oh. I don't know when it was first launched. Gotcha, yeah, okay. I'm gonna have to look into that yeah so tune in to all that, but tune into queer entanglements first, right um, but anyway, so like I said, we going to get into untangling queer friendships, so, I mean, let's just talk about us for a second before we talk about our own friendships, like we've obviously been friends since middle school how how did like tell me from your point of view, like when we <laughs> became friends like what what was how how did that happen? happen. How did that happen? Like, because were we were we even real cognizant of the fact that we were both gay when we first became friends? Definitely not because I don't.
1: I think in my mind back then I don't think I in my mind I don't think it it was a solid thought that you were gay. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I like suspected, but yeah. I don't think I was like yes, he's definitely mm-hmm. gay. Um, but I think it happened because we, I know for a fact, we, we were both in gifted classes mm-hmm. in middle school. Like, I'm trying to Now nah, she like, gotta it, say gifted. I, She's saying we gifted, so, we
0: special. Hello. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, um, mm-hmm. I do remember that, but I think, I think we just gravitated towards mm-hmm. each other because we were both like kind of funny. hmm I can't remember any specific thing that happened, but I remember you being, like, comical as a mm, kid. Mm. And I liked that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, you know, I guess... I, don't even, I- I, I guess I was I was kind of funny as a kid. I, I was just like whatever, like. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah. I think we just like ended up just talking a lot. Also, that's the thing we used to talk a lot in class. Oh yeah, that's the thing. <laughs> we used to talk a lot in class, and like I remember there were a few times where like we couldn't sit next to each other because it we be, just like we couldn't. I know I couldn't pay attention in class because I would just want to be talking to her and talking to this one and talking to that one. I can't believe you remember that. but yes, that sounds yes, so that's, true. That's, that's what happened. It. The trouble in parents each other. Yes. We're and because it's just like, you know, if you finish your work on time or if you're like not paying attention to the teacher, it's just like, let me just talk to you about <laughs> random shit. <laughs> uh, especially in middle school, it's like we just making mm-hmm. shit up sometimes. Um but yeah we we became friends then and then and then it's so funny like how we like we realized we were both queer at the same time or around different yeah. times. And we're going to get into like that. Like a year our, apart. hmm And we're going to get shit. into that in a different episode. But just to like, you know, paint the picture of our friendship, the the mm-hmm. fact that we, we kind of had a coming of age in, in multiple levels at the same time. Obviously, yeah. we're the same age group, but... Yeah. Wow. It, I, mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I didn't realize that. Wow. We got a little story. Yes,
0: yes. <laughs> um but yeah and then and then just the fact like i mentioned earlier like i think it's so important that you know we we're both queer but we are like representing different the opposite sex um and and like i said you don't see that a lot y'all like at least i i don't i haven't seen that a lot a lot of my my gay guy friends they have girlfriends but they're usually straight yeah. like um yeah. and or they have other, other gay guy friends or you know, sometimes other straight guy friends. Yeah. And so I don't know what was that that about, but like...
1: you um, was making me think about that. All of my, like, AG friends, most of them, like, I don't recall them having very close, like, friendships with a gay guy. And all the gay guys that I know are very close to heterosexual, like, friends. Yes. We one in a million. Yes,
0: (laughs) yes, we are. And then, because we've also got a mutual friend who's also a, a lesbian, um, and I mm-hmm. feel like you both of y'all, both of y'all are my closest friends, and yeah, there needs to be more of that, y'all, mm-hmm. like, and especially even for the, for the, for the trans folks, or for the pan folks, for everyone else, it's like, yes. I still don't really have I a, a, I don't have any trans friends, or any, any pan friends, like. And I definitely, you know, I I want that. I I welcome that. I just haven't had that in my in my space really. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's so interesting, have like just understanding that we
1: can be so closed off from each
0: other. Yes. Mm-hmm. So
1: boxed off.
0: Isolated. Um but yeah, just for just since they all know about me and Ali's like close friendship, like maybe we should play a little game. Where it's like, where we're entangling our friendship. Like, what is it like to be friends with with Lawrence and Allie? So we're going to play a little game of who's most likely to. Going to ask certain questions. Mm -hmm. And then you can decide, you know, based on a first impression, who you think is most likely to. But we're going to rate each other. Mm -hmm. Um, I think we should just, you know, point at whoever. If you think it's ourselves, if you think it's the other person. So you want to read the questions?
1: Mm -hmm. Um. Okay. Um who is most likely to take a spontaneous leave from the country?
0: Um I feel like that's me. Definitely. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> um who's most likely to be an hour late? Yeah, I I feel like it's you, but I could also be like that, but I feel like it's it's you. I feel like
1: it's you. It's something I'm working on, it's hard. It's hard, yes, man. You just
0: got to look at a clock.
1: <laughs> I try.
0: No, I no. I'll be
1: having a phone, too. Um, Who is most likely to own their own business? Oh. I don't know. I feel like that's a I like both I feel like it's we both. I feel like it's both. We both have a business degree.
0: Yes, yes. Even though
1: you're technically the only one of us that is still in line with business.
0: But. Yeah, no. I feel like it's both. Yeah. Um, oh, whose pull game is stronger? Oh, I, 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 I mean... Who can pull the most? I just... Oh. Listen, I pull I pull people even just walking
1: in the valley. Oh,
0: so. excuse me. Damn. Well, I could go to a mailbox and all the mailmen oh. will pulling money to me. Oh! So, listen. Really? That's all it
1: is? A mailbox? Listen, I can get that's digging sad. a mailbox. I'm d-
0: digging a box. Right. <laughs> No, I mean, I feel like it is you, though. I feel like, like, I definitely can pull a man, but I feel like, yeah, it's you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Next
1: question. Mm-hmm. Um, Who is most likely to get lost <laughs> in Google Maps? That's definitely, definitely Allie, because she
0: has... Oh, my God. I don't... Mm. <laughs> this, then hits- this one over here is it, when it comes to technology of any sort, unless it's a remote control... She just I don't I can't do it. I can't do this. You gotta tell me what street light to pass, what exit, what uh 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 what train goes here, X, Y, Z. I
1: need clarity.
0: Oh, wow, it's just like, bro, we are millennials. What
1: happened? Honestly, I don't know what it is. I'm, that's another thing I'm working on. We
0: used to talk about, about that on about the it. side. Like <laughs> Google Maps is there to lay it out for you. No.
1: Google you, Maps I would do better with, but if it was like you just telling me, oh, meet me in Midtown, right, right? This area. It's and like, like, like oh no. help me help you we
0: gotta gotta talk about that okay what's Um, last
1: okay last question who is most likely to pick the best restaurant
0: Mm, hands down because I'm a fat ass and I know how to curate a good experience
1: yes and he you fancy you be going out to eat and shit
0: but the thing is is that I, I know how to pick good restaurants across different levels of, nah, of dollar bill like you know spending mm-hmm. like it's all about the menu it's, it's the menu no no, no <laughs> trust me it's the menu it's the um the decor of the restaurant and it's just like what what vibe is it giving like what are people saying Do they play music whatever yeah. the menu is super important especially in group situations because you want to have a diverse enough menu so that People who like basic stuff like uh, rotisserie chicken and rice can eat the rotisserie chicken and rice. And people who like to indulge and explore to have a uh, hand-seared, yes. uh, uh, hand-seared uh, <laughs> filet of salmon. bass or filet of salmon. <laughs> uh, or if someone wants chicken tenders, is there on the menu. And I know how to look for those diversities. I just want to
1: say, did you know the he said <laughs> if someone wants chicken tenders and french fries, it's on the menu, and he did that to me? But the reason why is because that was my favorite first order through high school. But I've grown out of that, so don't be... I mean,
0: now you like coconut <laughs> shrimp. I'm <laughs> oh um, growing God. up, my palate
1: is expanding.
0: <laughs> no, but it's something like we can already do these... We can already make fun of shit like this. You know, we've known each other for so long. It's just like... Other people wouldn't get it, you know? Right, right. It's so funny. But, um... So, speaking of, like, other people and other friends, so who is what are your current friendship circles like um or or it doesn't even have to be now like how in the past few years of your young adulthood life has your queer friendships been um and who makes up the mix? It's a
1: good question um I would say right now I don't really have that very many people I would consider friends, okay, so I would say like my I have like a close circle of friends, which includes you and like everyone that we are still cool with from high school. Mm-hmm. Those are like my family people. Mm-hmm. I would be vulnerable with them. That's fine. Then I have like, as far as like the queer community, I would say maybe, maybe five friends, mm-hmm. and and. I think what draws me to these people, one thing that I noticed is mm. that they don't have that toxic masculinity about them that a mm. lot of ags tend to have.
0: So they're all ags, just because Cor- yes, okay. correct.
1: Yeah, yeah I should have said that. Mm-hmm. Um, no, they're, they're all ags, <clears throat> and I think the reason why we vibe is like we all are able to embrace our femininity and not mm-hmm. feel weird, like it's, mm-hmm. it's cool. So and
0: yeah. and we're gonna we're gonna have an episode on identity, but just. For those who are tuning in for the first time, mm. just to give a s- small definition on what AG means.
1: Oh yes, mm. yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so an AG is another word for like a stud or aggressive female.
0: Okay. Oh. Yeah. Aggressive. So,
1: so, so usually it's <laughs> it's used to describe somebody that presents as masculine.
0: Okay. Gotcha. Cool. Wow, well, so you don't you don't really have other you don't have femme fem-, yeah. fem or other. Gay male. Yeah, it's
1: well, it's you and one other gay male in my life, but uh-huh. he's across the country, but mm-hmm. he's still in my circle, my close circle. I'm sorry, I forgot about him.
0: Oh, and then wait, no, <clears throat> across the country. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, yeah, I know he's like, why <laughs> yeah. not? Yes, him. Mm-hmm. Um, Okay, wow. Okay, so for me, what about you? for me, I, so in terms of my friendships overall, we have mutual friends, like Allie said, from high school. So we went to high school together in addition to um, middle school. So we have mutual high school friends. Um, Mostly, they're all girls, except for our one mutual friend that I mentioned earlier. She's a femme lesbian that you forgot. Yes. That's oh, the only yes, one. Yes, yes, yes. That's the only one that you have.
1: But I just, I put her no, in the I know, I know. It's like
0: not in the outside of high school. I get it, I get it. Um. Yeah, same, because she's the only one, the only... Like you and her are my only two lesbian friends, and it's so funny how both of you are represent the, b- both of the spectrums. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, so outside of that, um, in terms of my gay male friends, I have, it's very scattered. My gay male friends, like I have, I have one here in Harlem because we we're in Harlem right now. I have one here in Harlem um, that I met, like. Two years ago, um, and we've been friends ever since. I have another one in Cali. I have another one in Chicago. Um, and then I have, like, a few acquaintances across New York that, like, it's like, you know, they're friends sometimes, mostly acquaintances, but, like, and I don't really have, like, a core group of guy, gay male friends. It's just kind of, like, I know certain gay guys, and like we can have a friendship a little bit, or just like commonality, but like it's not like a lot. Oh, and then oh my god, then my one of my close friends lives in D.C. Yeah, I was gonna
1: say. What about yeah, D.C.? Yeah, I know. It's just
0: like <laughs> we're we talking about it. I'm just because that's He's one of my thing. It's so scattered. <laughs> like a lot of my friends were mm-hmm. because I don't have that that core group. Um But yeah, so it's so funny you know talking about friendships and and acquaintances and and i guess one thing that i'm curious to know because we all go through like the the decision process of like okay i'm hanging out with this person like Mm. are they an acquaintance are they a friend like when you first meet someone and particularly like someone who's queer whether it's male female whatever like what's the decision process between like them being an acquaintance to a friend, like, mm. how do you kind of... I love that question.
1: Because, mm-hmm. you know, it's, 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 it's a yeah. difference in an mm-hmm. acquaintance and a friend. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um. One of the things, for sure, like, you have to be on the same kind of mental level as me. It doesn't mm. have to be financially, but more so, like, your state of mind, your maturity. Like, I don't... I can't vibe well with black or white like this it's either this or that kind of people mm-hmm. i like the gray area because the, the world is gray to me so that's one of the things that will either allow me or not allow me to actually foster mm-hmm. like a friendship the other thing is like as i kind of mentioned before is like the masculinity
2: mm-hmm.
1: given that my closer queer folk friends are ags. Mm-hmm. um Sometimes there can be a tendency to like, be a little bit more aggressive or masculine, mm-hmm. um, almost in a way to kind of prove a point it's, it feels. I stay very far away from those people. Mm-hmm. I don't need nobody in my circle that needs to prove a point to anybody for any reason.
0: But it's it's important to have, but it's important to still have the, like I guess the commonality with the other issues right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, talk about that. Why why is that important?
1: I mean, I think for me like it's important that I find people that think similarly to me mm-hmm. for my own comfort as well and for theirs. Um I think finding like camaraderie is almost like trying to build like a brotherhood sort mm-hmm. of kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um which matters to me because I need to be able to, like, be as gay as I want or on any given day. Like, right. if I feel like waking up and I feel like RuPaul and then the other day I feel dress? like Chris Brown, <laughs> I won't put on a dress. But sometimes I feel different things. A I'm a mix. You can
0: put on a pants, though. I could. I've done that.
1: <laughs> um, but, yeah, like, those are the things that are very important. Like, I want to feel like I can be my whole self with you. Mm-hmm.
0: No, I I definitely relate to that. I I feel like when it comes to the, you know, finding that commonality, I I think the reason why for a lot of us queer folks, we kind of gravitate with similar identified folks is because we probably haven't seen a lot of that representation in our early childhood. So like, you know, like I definitely did not have any gay friend, any gay male friends in high school, middle school, anything like that. And so I think it's, like, we're making up for lost time and we're yes. catching up to, like, wanting to have yes. that commonality and that socialization that happens when we're yes. in school. Yes.
1: Um,
0: so it's yes. just... You it's, hitting it right
1: on the head. Yeah, so
0: it, it's just so important. Um, it, it also is important for me to have that that brotherhood. Like, you know, I still wish, like... Listen, I'm always open to make to to make new friends uh, i I do wish I had that like group of, of gay guy friends where it if it does feel like a brotherhood and we're talking about all the different things that are related to us, you know, whether it's dating other guys or like preparing for sex or like <laughs> uh, or like just our careers and like going out like just yeah. comprehensive, full, complex relationships and it's not just one this one thing. Um, that to me is what differentiates a friend versus an acquaintance. If we're just going out all the time and it's just like, just to go out to a party and and we're drinking or whatever, then you're not really a friend. I feel like you're more of an acquaintance and it's like, you could be a fun acquaintance and that's cool. Um, but I feel like a friend is where you get really deep into like understanding each other and like catching up with each other on each other's day and, and, and knowing, different things about each other other than, like, oh, this person is, like, he's a great time to have fun, like, going to the club. There's more than surface though. Yeah, there's more more than surface. And I think, um... I'm always open to making new friends. So, for me, like, you know, this is kind of, like, my own thing that I work through is, like, having to have the boundary between understanding when someone is an acquaintance versus a friend. Um... Because it's like, I just feel like it should just... For me, it just comes naturally to, like, make friends with people. So it's just so interesting, like, how we all kind of make those decisions in our head. Who we want to gravitate towards the most. Because I think sometimes we tend to gravitate towards people who are really fun and exciting and we think we, we want them to be our friends. Oh yes. But they're not oh, giving definitely. us the uh, the actual <clears throat> aspects of a true friendship.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I would definitely share a very small example when I moved to Brooklyn, um I think I gravitated towards people that was fun. Like I uh, definitely. Not yeah. I think. Definitely. You definitely. It definitely did. Mm-hmm. Um because I was just brand new to brooklyn and i wanted to go to parties and be around like mm-hmm. make up for lost time and be so much around other queer folks um that i definitely grabbed gravitated towards people who were just like fun but really did not give mm. me a a fulfilling friendship right. at all and so to your point there are definitely folks who gravitate towards people because of the thrill the 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 short term yeah. feelings of excitement right. and things like that, um, and I want to also just mention how important it is to be able to tell the difference between friendship and mm-hmm. acquaintance. Yes, because there's a there's a piece of vulnerability that's that mm-hmm. has that's present in a yeah. friendship. There is. You know what I mean? Um, so just being choosy. It's a word of advice. Be choosy about who you label
0: as your friend. No, that's something I definitely have to learn too. Because similar to you, like when I first, I live in Harlem, y'all. So y'all tuning in in New York, but like, I've um I've lived here for six years now, and so when I first moved here, I m- I met this one friend um and we we became like really close because of the fact that like I mean we're we were we're in our twenties and like that's the, like I mentioned earlier we're we're trying to catch up to the last time that we had from not interacting with other folks who are like us. And so it's just like, you want to have fun? You want to, like, do what everyone else is doing? Like, let's go to the club. Let's, like, go out to brunch. Let's mm-hmm. get fucked up. And it's like, I love doing those things. And honestly, like, I could do that a lot. But I also need that, like, that foundation of, like, okay, if something is going on with me, I can go to this person or, like... Or if I have an issue with this person, I could go to y'all yeah. and like just communicate and and squash it because I don't like to do all that shit, just like, just squash it. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, at the time when I was like dealing with this person, I, you know, I was really I was really young. I mean, we're still young. But I was really young and um I just couldn't I couldn't shake the fact that this person really didn't like, want to, like, really evolve that level of friendship. Mm. And so, um, it just became, like, our friendship became kind of toxic where, like, I expected a lot more, and he didn't understand why I did. Mm. And um, I think I learned, like, at, at the end of that friendship, is like, just compartmentalizing people. And, yeah. like, not, you know, people can't sometimes give you what you need, and it's not necessarily their fault. It's just that they... Um, haven't gotten to that level of evolution yet. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. No, I'm getting, but no, but you know, it's everyone has their own journey. Yeah. No, no, no judgment aside. Yeah. Everyone has their own journey. A little side eye, but this is okay. <laughs> a, little, a little raised for Right. You know,
1: no, I, I, I definitely understand that. Um, I, I respect that.
0: Yeah. What about um when it comes to like blurring the lines between a friend? I had a feeling you was gonna bring this. And, like, 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 would you ever have sex with your friend? Not. I'm just gonna ask like that. Like, like, cause you know there's friends of benefit situations, but then there's like I have a friend and like oh we fucked. Like, what is your philosophy of like? fucking your friends or, like... This is so
1: them. controversial. I don't see... A, I don't see no motherfucking problem with fucking your friends.
0: Really? I don't
1: see not a motherfucking problem. Oh, wow. I think that... In my experience, I have always tried to form a friendship with someone before fucking them. Okay. So, the idea of fucking a friend... That seems perfectly fine to me. But
0: what about okay? well, well let's go back to the friend and acquaintance, though. Like, would like would you fuck a friend or an acquaintance? That's okay. Remember, keep that in mind.
1: Okay, okay, okay. So we can start with acquaintance okay.
0: and then go to friend. I
1: see
0: what the fuck you did yeah. there. Okay, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Because you was trying to make us seem like, okay. oh, like everyone this is fine. We're gonna start. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, narrow it down.
1: All right. If it's an acquaintance, definitely have no issues with Mm. that. If it's a friend, I would be cautious. Mm. It's not a out-the-book, it's not an out-the-question, but (laughs) I would have to be cautious because I would never want to fuck my friend over. Mm. I would never want to fuck my friend over. So you're saying
0: you'd be fucking people over?
1: I have in the past. If I'm being oh, completely shot. honest, I have fucked over several people. I've been mm-hmm. fucked over too. So don't okay, think karma okay. miss me. Karma okay. definitely got this black ass. <laughs> Calma, the cycle, the cycle of it all. Hell, okay. Man. But um, but no, I think to to what you're trying to get at, which is, you know, if it's a friendship, you definitely have to be on the same page. Like I feel like it almost requires you to kind of like put more effort into that decision. Yeah. It's it can't just be on the fly because people's feelings and then they they more invested
0: than you and Yes. Especially because it's, it's you, the friendship is there. Yes, yes. It's, it's, yes. Yeah. No, I've 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 definitely had sex with, with friends before. It's mm-hmm. so like I've had the thing is is that I've hooked up with guys that then we became friends okay. and then I've had friends who I've hooked up with. And so, with the guys, the, w- the uh, one example of a guy who like we we were we almost like kind of like we're going to date. This was in L.A. This was like when I was in college. I went to a semester um in L.A. and there was this guy that I met off the apps, and
1: that.
0: off the apps, and um we were like we went on a few dates here and there, and we started to like you know engage in sexual activities and whatnot, um but. We realized like I think the third time we had sex, like we're not into each other like we we think we mm. are, and i and this it it was actually kinda nice that we both came into that realization because I think we also realized that we enjoy being around each other just from a friendship standpoint yeah. and so and i and I was new to l a and like I remember like he would help me like just understand the city and like you know. I think I asked him, like, to take me to the airport, like, when I was leaving. Like, we really developed, like, a good friendship, and there was no awkwardness. And I've, and I've had that with certain certain guy friends, too, and I love when that happens, because then it's like you said, there's no feelings, no hard feelings, because someone is still latching on to the romantic yeah. notions or anything like that. Um, but I've also had situations where, where I, um, and this was, like, this was recent, like, last... Last year, but, like, in the summer, where I, um, or I guess this is, this this is still, like, someone that I hooked up with and we became friends, but, like, it just didn't end the same way, but, like, I met another guy off the app, um, we were both into the same, like, freaky stuff, sexually. I've heard this uh um, But, like, whenever we would hang out, we would have very stimulating conversations. And so I was like, oh, like, I kind of... I kind of like this. Like, maybe we could be friends and, like, just whenever we hang out, we could have conversations and we could have sex and, like, it could be great. And... But then, like, later on, I just kind of developed feelings and mm. I was just like, mm I don't know. I got to put a boundary of, like, I don't think we can really be friends like that because... I kind of, I think I want more. Right. Um, I'm trying to think if oh I did have someone who I was friends with and then okay, yeah. Share this so, story. What is it? So this was in this was in Co-op City where we grew up. Okay, and now I'm gonna go
1: back in my this files.
0: Is, well, because this this was after I graduated college and I was in New York I was in co op for a year. And I had met a friend again on the apps. But um it's the apps for me. It's the ass for me. <laughs> but I had met a friend and we 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 did we hung out like a lot. We we were like we would go I think to the mall. We were like just I'm trying we're trying to think real, to... no you, you don't know him because I never really integrated him into my life because we weren't friends for a long time. It was like probably like four months. Mm. But I it was like when I was starting to move here, I think he he didn't I don't know if he helped me move here. No, he didn't. So we I'm- were yeah, yeah, because I was transitioning from co to Harlem, and I remember there were certain conversations we would have where we would talk about us having sex with other guys, but then it would turn into, like, us flirting with each other, mm. and then we would every now and then we would text and flirt with each other while still having regular conversation, mm. and then one day when I was living, when I moved here to Harlem, he came here and I don't know what happened, but I started giving him head. And
1: <laughs> I didn't even know that's how the conversation was
0: gonna and end. And I was, I, it was just like, and then he was like, "No, we can't do this." And I'm just like, "Fuck it, like, is, we can still come be on." Friends. I'm like, already down here, right? We're I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, we're still be friends. I don't like you like that. Like, I just want to do it. Just felt like sausage in the mouth. But then. <laughs> But then it just didn't work out because I think he was just too like he and like a lot of our viewers I'm sure like people really don't like to cross or blur those lines because they think it's just like nah like why would I do that I'm not fucking my friend and for me like you it's it's great like I mean I would prefer not to fuck a platonic friend but if it happens I'm not going to freak out or uh, end the relationship either way like i'm just gonna let it happen and be fluid about it but um but i mean i think that i think the broader thing is that that happens a lot especially for us again for the same reason about the fact that we are catching up to our you know socialization but then also like if we're if it's just like it's like when a guy in in the straight community i feel like it's when a guy is friends with a with a girl Mm -hmm. there's already like this element of potential attraction
1: tension some some energy yeah vibe between
0: the two yeah and so for us as queer folks is we're it's like we're making friends with someone of the same sex like we're already attracted to the same sex. So if that person happens to be in our level of attraction, yeah the floodgates might open. <laughs> and listen, floodgates. let let uh let you get like a hit or two of, of some weed henny? or henny and you know catch the light a certain way. Henny. Or, anything.
1: anything is possible. Anything, anything is possible. <laughs> right. It's a lot. No, I. You're you're touching on something like that has been like a part of my mind since like forever about like LGBTQ plus identified folks. Um, I will speak specifically for lesbians, not yes. for the entire community, yes. but my yes. experience with lesbians, where there is that that vibe thing that you were talking about with mm-hmm. the heterosexuals, <laughs> those those folks. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, it's so. Prevalent in like when you're interacting with mm-hmm. like gay guys for you, uh, lesbians for me, and I'm I always like wonder like why that is, why that is the case. Mm-hmm. And granted, like it does exist for heterosexuals as well, but for queer folks, why, or I guess what what is our experience? First of all, what has been your experience? Making friends
0: with like other gay guys before I ask my follow up. So, my experience is it's I feel like it's it's twofold. Um, more, like in terms of just making friends in general, it's always complicated because everyone has their own sets of friends, and it's like, oh, am I open to a new friend? So that always exists. But then with with gay men, it's just like. There's the element of, like, oh, am I attracted to this guy? Is he attracted to me? Like, we might end up fucking at some point kind of thing. Um, But then there's also this level of, like, oh, let me size you up. Like, let let me see if you're worthy of being in my clique. Or let me see if you're worthy of being in my space. Like, do you look the part? Do you fit the part? Like, are you, like... Are you going to make me look less than the way I want to portray myself? Are you going to look... damn. No? Listen. That's that's so, like... That's the way it is. Are you going to... It's like high school, almost. Yeah. It's it's like high school. It's like, oh, I want to rock with people that look like me, that act like me. If you don't... If you're not, like, masculine enough, or if you don't... If you're not um, trendy enough in terms of wearing the latest fashions, or, like, being, like having your outfits together, if you're not extroverted enough, if you're not loud enough, it's just like, nah, I'm not really fucking with you because I need my clique to be like, we all, when people look at us, like, they need to see like, oh, that's the clip. God damn. And it's just like, it's a lot of pressure. It, school, it's man. like, for what? <laughs> like, like, we already put, we already put under so much pressure as it is as a community. Yes. And it's just like, I'm so tired. Like, I don't want to have to, like, yes, I mean, I like to have attractive friends, cute friends. Like Nobody and yes, knows. I want I I want us to all look good, but I'm not going to I'm not going to X out a potential friend because they're not matching with my aesthetic. Yes! Like listen, I'm like you could put the aesthetic and put that That's shit like up your ass.
1: The most undiverse shit ever. <laughs> like
0: Right. It's just like I don't have time. I mean, and that's that's what it is a lot with, with So it's kinda hard. Well, there's yeah, some it's hard difficulty. It's hard. Um, and then when when it comes to the sex thing we were talking about earlier, it's just like I I feel like when I'm talking to a guy on an app and I have the intention and I communicate that I wanna be friends, the minute that they start to flirt with me or like or there's some sexual attention, I will go there. But just know that it's gonna be hard. For, to take me out of that zone. Mm. Like, I'm still open to being friends, but don't get me into the sex zone because I'm still going to want to have sex with you all the time now because I'm a sexual person. So don't, like, I would prefer to, like, especially in the beginning, like, try to have those lines kind of separate. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. What about you? That's fair.
1: Um, as far as, like, making friends... I'll give you two two different perspectives. So mm-hmm. when it comes to making friends with like femmes, mm-hmm. I gravitate more naturally to femmes than I do AG's. Completely. Mm-hmm. Um, it just so happens I don't have <laughs> close relationships right. with them. And why is that? <laughs> that's for another story. That's another Why is episode. that? Does
0: it go into the what I've that's, just mentioned? That they wanna have the-
1: that's the okay. So yes, a little bit, right? So as far as like lesbian relationships, mm-hmm. there's definitely some uncomfortable feelings about Ag's being very close friends with femmes. There's definitely people who can do that with no problem in their relationships, but I would say as an overall theme, there is some discomfort with Ag's being very close with femmes. Interesting. So there's that, but um, but to answer the the first question. On the other side, when it comes to making friends with AGs, I find it to be much more difficult. Very Mm -hmm. much high school, where not, not in the same way as you were describing, where it's like, oh, you have to look a certain part to be in my clique and all that. Not necessarily. What I find is like... It's difficult to make friends because of that toxic... This is, like, the third time I'm mentioning the toxic masculinity. That's how real it is. Mm -hmm. It's difficult when a lot of AGs have this mentality that they need to exude a certain level of masculinity.
0: Right. That's interesting.
1: Yes. Um, Because you
0: guys already assigned females, so it's, like... Right. You got to double
1: the amount of right exactly and exactly. exactly and so it almost exactly it almost feels like there's a co- like making up compensating like compensating for what we naturally don't have right. as far
0: as like testosterone mm-hmm. <laughs> give me <laughs> an example of, of what's what's an example of like of okay that. um
1: all right, I'll give you this, like, on, on my Facebook, one of these days I'm gonna let you go into my Facebook so you can see the fuck shit on my fucking (laughs) Mm timeline, um, but an example would be, like, I know AGs who, they, they care so much about their, their, their looks and things like that, like, they and I'm there's no judgment about scamming or however you get your money. I'm not oh, here to scam. say nothing at all. I have no judgment oh, against that. Lord. But I definitely know AGs who may scam or may just whatever, get money. Let's just say that. Get money. Mm-hmm. Um and they're very particular about who is gonna be around them. Like they wouldn't necessarily say. They wouldn't be friends with people that don't get money.
0: Mm, gotcha. Let me
1: say that. There are gotcha. people who get money and that's like this, this mentality. Like, we got to get money. We got to get rich. Right. Blah, 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 blah. People that are in that category of people that like, I'm trying to get money, this, that, and the third. A lot of times they don't want to be associated with broke people. Gosh. That would be an example of why it could be difficult to make friends with AGs. Now, as far as the masculinity part, the toxic masculinity, an example might be AGs criticizing other AGs for not exuding the oh. same level of masculinity. And you've witnessed that yes. verbally. Yes, yes, yes Okay. Yes. Um. There is another label that we would call that group of AGs, which is
0: like stud for stud. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. And what it's like, y'all are talking and playing cards, and then someone is like, Hey, I don't really know, like, <laughs>
1: <laughs> playing cards
0: <laughs> or oh, whatever, drinking honey. It's,
1: it's more like just randomly, like, if somebody sees something on another mm-hmm. person's, I'm thinking social so media because we've been in yeah. quarantine, mm-hmm. but like on social media, if somebody sees, um, uh, uh, AG post a particular kind of picture, or maybe you know them in, in, mm. in life and you know they have certain mannerisms, right. there is a judgment that they Are people... they arching their
0: back? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I said yes. No. <laughs> no, but the the point is that there's definitely a lot of judgment that gets passed on studs that also like to date other studs. And I think it goes back to that toxic that toxic masculinity of what a dike is supposed to be sorry a stud dike stud easy all interchangeable mm-hmm. um yes, yes, that makes it so hard to be friends with that because, like I said, well to you mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm a <laughs> I am a mix of everything mm. viewers, everybody out there listening you 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 can. I think you can tell that I'm a mix of both because in this episode alone, I done did things like this, (laughs) but I've also talked the way I regularly talk. Mm -hmm. And for me, I can't be around people that make me feel uncomfortable about my own real
0: self. Yes. Fuck that. Right. It's too much. We already... Mm. Like I I said, we already have so much pressure on us to... You need to put on a dress and I need to fucking put on a suit. Like, I don't got time for that. Um, yeah, no, it's, it's definitely that happens with males too, and and it could be, it could be, like, very explicit, or it could be very, like, very minor, just the way that we police each other in terms of, of being friends, like.
1: Policing me, fuck.
0: For what? For what purpose? This is you,
1: my mother.
0: Right. is you, my father. Um, but yeah, like, I guess. In terms of the significance of the uh, overall significance, again, of, of making those kind of queer friends, what would you say for you is something that you've learned when like in just having these these friendships, relationships, acquaintances with um, other queer folks?
1: I love that question. Honestly, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is how to be comfortable with who you are and know that there are so... Like, LGBTQ plus folks are on such a spectrum, right? We Mm -hmm. know this. The way you are, there are so many people in this category that you can bond with, that you can find just like you. So I would say never diminish yourself or put on a facade for others Mm -hmm. to fit in. Mm-hmm. You be you, and there are so many people on this spectrum, you have to find people that are like you. Yeah.
0: No, that's true. I, that reminds me of when I, a few years ago, when we went to vacation in Puerto Rico, this was a long time ago. When we, we, we gotta both, do that again. We both graduated um, college, undergrad, and I I met up with this guy like, at like 10 o'clock at night.
1: While we, at was, a there. Bar. Yeah, while we was, was there. Yeah, while we was there. was like, where the fuck is this bitch at? I mean, Not, I his I was, Not in his bed. I
0: Not in his bed. I told y'all I was going <laughs> to go out. Um, but, you know, it was close to the, it was close to the Airbnb. And, um, we went to a bar. I had a drink. I just, oh, I miss going out. Um, but, um, but like he introduced me to his friends and they were all like, Oh, we're from the Bronx. I'm like, oh my God, like I remember we're from this. the Bronx too. Like that's so cool, like that y'all are here. And um it was just that like, like I was like, oh my god, and they're and they're like mostly like Puerto Rican, Dominican, I'm like, oh my god, I finally found my little brotherhood. I'm gonna be <laughs> like a breeze. Even though they were older, but I was like, oh, I'm going to be, like, the little brother. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and that was just, like, my ideal. Like, I was like, oh, like, I, I was so happy, like, I met these guys. But then I just, I think, like, what you were saying earlier is, like, you don't have to conform to what everyone is doing. I think, like, I found myself conforming a lot because I just felt like they had their own sort of culture and clique. And, like, mm-hmm. I... I kept trying to integrate myself, but I never felt fully welcomed by the group. Um, especially, there was this one person in the group that, like, I always felt like he was looking at me like, what are you doing here? Fuck like him. Like, we just met him at a fucking vacation. Fucking. Like, him. I'm just like, girl, like, I'm not even trying to impede on you or anything. And um, I just, I remember that, because uh, I was, I think it was like a year or so that I was trying to be friends with them mm-hmm. or so um and then the the guy that i'm at the bar he he liked me a lot so he was definitely like cool with me trying to integrate myself because he liked me but then once he realized that i wasn't into him mm-hmm. he was just kind of like whatever also um but thank
1: god you died the bullet
0: yeah so it's just like i think i think that's the lesson for all of us especially um uh, for y'all who are watching like you don't have to, you don't have to conform yourself to any type of group. Like, especially for, cause the thing is, is that we're very, our identities are very strong in and of itself. But like for for those who are still figuring out who we are, um, and especially for those of us who are more like gender queer or like really fluid with our gender identity, yeah. like do not feel ever that you have to conform into one identity because yes we are not we are not just like uh just one word or we're not like just one experience we have a multitude of experiences and we all deserve to live those experiences and not be judged by others um so again like let us know in the comments like what's been your experience um in making queer friends uh do you have any queer friends like because because a lot of People that I've met, a lot of guys that I've met that are my age or older, they still don't even have like a lot of gay guy friends or gay or gay female friends. And I think that is such a that's honestly a shame. It's a shame because we should all be more kind and welcoming to each other. Yes,
1: bitch. <laughs> yes, bitch. You, know. you you know how I feel about uplifting each other in in general but especially those that are in the same community as you um yeah it is it's really unfortunate um i don't know what the reason is for that person you know whoever it is that doesn't have you know a lot of lgbtq plus identified friends um but if there is a piece of that that is along the lines of, like, maybe not feeling comfortable. Because I imagine there may be some people out there who may not fully feel comfortable with their sexuality and so maybe want to limit their interactions. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, in general, I think you deserve to be around people just like you.
0: Right. And when it comes to to healthier friendships, because we've talked a lot about, you know, unhealthy dynamics but like when it comes to like healthy ideally queer friendships what what is it that that in the future or like that you hope for the ones that you currently have what is it what are some like characteristics or values that you want to have in those circles
1: Hmm. sweet question (laughs) um i say in in my circle of friends one Thing that i definitely it's it's about it's a value that i want to be consistent in all of my close mm-hmm. friendships would be um honesty mm-hmm. um, honesty and trust it's like it goes together like and what i mean by that is honesty as in you being upfront with me through the good and the bad yes i'm not a perfect person but i approve I love friends who give it to me like it is. Tell me that I've made you upset. Tell me that I hurt your feelings because it's never intentional. Mm -hmm. So that is a piece of honesty that I need. The other part of that is like just being real. Mm -hmm. Tell me if what I'm saying is unrealistic to what I'm trying to work on right now. Or tell me if maybe I can go about things another way. Be real with me. Cause I'm gonna be real with you. If I see you doing something that could harm you, I'm not gonna stay shut. And I want the same in return.
0: No, I feel that I definitely agree with both of those things. I think also um loyalty is really important to me. And then also
1: Loyalty, loyalty, also
0: loyalty. a willingness to to grow together and not necessarily like not necessarily be stuck in our ways, like let's grow together uh, because I think, I mean, I, and when I say that is like not not being judgmental of each other, because who knows? Like I may be like, I think a classic example of that is like, um, I am, let's say I'm, a ma- I'm, I'm masculine identified and then I do something that is like more feminine. I don't wanna hear you policing me. Oh and or like or if I if I'm a top and I decide I want to bo- I want to bottom one day, I don't wanna hear that like, you you like judging me because I decided I wanted to bottom one day, or vice versa. I'm a bottom on a top. Like like having the the ability to give each other grace when we want to explore outside of the confines of our identities. Yes. Um, I think that is so important. Um and then loyalty too, like I feel like loyalty is so important to me because if i'm investing time into you and into us and and we're building something together like don't betray me by lying about something or by or by sleeping with my best friend because a lot of that happens sleeping with the best friend sleeping, go, sleeping with, with the ex and you cashing them making an only fans page together it, people will go to the extremes. Um, and I think like that loyalty is just, like the minute you make a mistake like that, you were done. so so yeah, I think I think those are those are really healthy things that I think we should all expect from our friends, yeah, um queer or not <laughs> uh and and if they can't give us that, then I think it's a healthy decision to for me at least to just not put them in the friendship category. Because again, it's like we're trying to yes. compartmentalize friendships from the acquaintances.
1: Yes. Yes. I want to say one last thing. About yes. That. Go ahead. Elaborate yes. on how how important it is that we are compartmentalizing and placing people in the appropriate categories. Because how crazy would it be to have someone be a friend? That won't even tell you you have something in your teeth before you go for an interview.
0: Right. Right.
1: How simple it is to just give that piece of feedback, but there are a lot of people who they they get nervous about being like having to tell uncomfortable truths to their friends. And that's That's understandable. But guess what? You can't put this person (laughs) in that fucking friend category asking for the honesty. That's not them. Right. Put them in the
0: acquaintance, acquaintance
1: category. Right. <laughs> or put them in the friend category that's mm-hmm. I'm I'ma be vulnerable with you sometimes. Right. Sometimes.
0: I'ma pick and Yes, maybe right. twice
1: a year on Christmas and my birthday, I'll be vulnerable with you.
0: Right, right. <laughs> right. Okay. 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 So, all right, y'all. Thank you for tuning to this first episode. We we really wanted to untangle queer friendships and let us know in the comments at queer entanglements, whether it's our social media, whether it's in uh, our YouTube channel. We really want to understand as it relates to queer friendships, are there other like are there other parts of friendship that you want to cover more in future episodes? Um yes. we have other yes. episodes yes. Yeah. coming up. Like you said, give us the feedback um because we really want this to be a stimulating dialogue and really kind of a therapeutic one. So we got we got Ali over here with her, with her, yeah. her See, social yeah, he, work. Listen, the viewers I'm want start. to see that. I'm going to start. What's you in shirts? Right. Right. <laughs> What's the insurance? <laughs> so, uh, follow us, again, on all stream platforms. And most importantly, at Corey Entanglements on our social media, where we'll continue to untangle the mess on any questions that you want us to cover in the podcast. Peace, y'all.